Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam producing today. This breaking news, the Padres apparently are getting Juan Soto. That is not uh, shocking because a lot of people thought the Padres were either the favorite to get him or one of the favorites. Remember, this dude is a two-time All-Star at 23 years of age. Um, I'm not going to go into all the deadline deals. The deadline for MLB trades is at 6 o'clock tonight. The Braves uh, did get Jake Odorizzi uh, to help their rotation. Um, So, yeah, the Twins got the Orioles. It's interesting. The Orioles are two and a half games out of the wild card, and they're sellers. So I guess they're just and, – and I get it. They Their front office probably feels like, okay, we're doing okay here, but why mortgage the future for now? I, I kind of like what they're doing. Later on today, Ashlyn Sullivan, in-house reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, will join us. Jags are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game. They're not going to have uh, – Trevor Lawrence or Travis Etienne. They're going to both set out the game, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Today is Gator Football Media Day. Uh, I was over there for a while, uh, and when I had to leave to come back here, uh, a lot of the Gator players had already talked. uh, Osiris Lawrence, uh, Torrance had spoken, uh, uh, Gervon Dexter. They even had Jeremy Crawshaw there. The Aussie was there. And some uh, assistant coaches will be there. Billy Napier is scheduled to speak uh, at about 12.30. Now, had a good show yesterday. And we hope um, that we'll get good calls today and talk a lot of sports. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Sam, I'm going to ask you this in a minute, but I want to throw out a couple of things for discussion. There was a really good column on ESPN's website, um, and it had to do with the future of college football. David Hale, who I'm going to try to get on the show tomorrow, uh, or I'm sorry, Thursday, um, was one of the authors of it. But they basically looked at the sport and the future of college football. Okay? So they surveyed more than 200 coaches, players, and administrators. And they asked um, a bunch of questions, and here's some of the things they said. Nearly 
believes that schools will pay athletes directly within the next decade. 75% think the sport will follow a professional model. Okay, and almost 100% think more realignment is in store. So I'm going to, as a college football fan, as you listen today, call me up and go into your crystal ball. What do you think changes will be in the sport over the next five years? Because I agree with a lot of what the survey had said. There's no question in my mind there'll be more realignment, a conference realignment. There's more qu- no question in my mind that players will be paid directly. There's no question in my mind there'll be collective bargaining. And there's also no question in my mind that eventually, because players have already started doing it, they will ask for revenue from television contracts. We've already seen that in the Big Ten. I think you're going to see that as well. The survey by ESPN took place from February to June, which was really before the whole UCLA-USC thing. Um, So give me your thoughts on that. Then this was really good. They did a GOAT for each position in the NFL. Each position, okay? Greatest of all time. So I'm going to tell you, I would have gotten the first two. But let me ask you, Sam, quarterback, who do you think is the GOAT? Are we talking NFL or college? NFL. This is all NFL. NFL, I'm going to go Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady. Um according to the voters. Runners-up, in order, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning. Who would your running back be? I got it right. Barry Sanders or Walter Payton? Jim Brown. And again, not your generation, um, but I got that. Um, Now, the uh, runners-up, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Emmett Smith. Okay. All right. Wide receiver. Jerry Rice. I feel like that's far and away. Jerry Rice. Um, I didn't go down that far, but that's probably who I would have picked. Um, interesting, Randy Moss was next with four votes. I think that's fair. I, I, and I think this generation was young enough to see Randy Moss, at least at the end of his career when he was with the Patriots. I, I would put him at number two, maybe. Okay. Tight end. Tight end, Tony Gonzalez or Rob Gronkowski? Gronkowski, got it. Um, And Tony Gonzalez, and then Kellen Winslow. I think Travis Kelsey's firmly entering that conversation as well. Um, Now, offensive line I won't go into, but I will tell you what they voted. Offensive tackle was Anthony Munoz, um, and then the runners-up, Jonathan Ogden and Orlando Pace were the runners-up at guard, Larry Allen, the Hall of Famer from the Cowboys, and then uh, John Hanna, Gene Upshaw. The center was Mike Webster of the Steelers, uh, and 
Jim Otto back in the day with the Raiders, and Chuck Bednarik uh, also got in there. So interesting that the offensive goats who this panel picked. Um, so, And then as you call in today as well, we're getting to the point now where tomorrow it is exactly a month away from the start of Gator football. A month. Kyle Whittingham is, is a smart coach, Utah's coach. He's a really good coach because he has already talked about how important a game this is, not only for his team, but for the conference. The Pac-12, not, not granted, is Florida a ranked team? No. Is Florida a team that at least today and on paper is, you know, Georgia or Alabama? No. But Florida still does have cachet in terms of its name. And if you go on the road at a tough place to play, that's going to help Utah. So it's very interesting that Kyle Whittingham has come out and said how important a game it was for his team and for his conference. When I get back, I will tell you news about Brandon Sprout. The news could be very good for Florida. Very good. So with that, hopefully, if you something else you want to talk about today, you can. But uh, those are some things we can talk about. And one more leftover from yesterday. You know, when I got off the air yesterday, oh, and the Dolphins have forfeited their 2023 first-round pick and a third-round pick in 24 for tampering. Tampering. So they got caught. They got caught. We talked about what my buddy Chris Doring had said about the Gator fan base, and, you know, some agreed with it, some did not. But I'm just wondering, as a Gator fan base, what do you think about your fan base? I, I do think it's generational. The social media crowd, I think, is much more vocal, much more apt to <clears throat> you know, say whatever's on their mind than older fans. That's just a generalization, and we'll see if you agree with it. All right, we will come back with your calls, questions, and comments, 1213 Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bradley Schimmel. The Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a two-game series tonight as they take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Drew Rasmussen is expected to start for the Rays. Tune in for coverage of this divisional matchup right here at 6.30. Florida pitcher Brandon Spro could make a return to Gainesville for the 2023 season. After he was drafted in the third round of this year's MLB draft, Spro and the New York Mets could not agree to terms on a contract before the August 1st signing deadline. He now has the option of returning to play at UF or playing independent baseball. With the season opener one month away, Florida football will meet with the media today as they prepare to kick off fall camp tomorrow. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bradley Shemmel. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Folks, step up if you can and help the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Give a hand to this great place located in Palatka. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, or boat, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by donated vehicles. And the boys there learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and then reselling them. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping a really great cause. Your generosity will do so much good. You can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more about the Road Eaver Boys Ranch. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Gainesville Highfield MRI is recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's if you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to $1,044 per year when you switch to Direct Auto, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Data from August 2021. New customer survey. Savings, if any, vary. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, Brandon Sproat, real quickly. 
all indications are he's going to come back to school, and he could do what Kamar Rocker did and pitch independent ball. He's not made any announcement yet that I'm aware of, uh, but I I think it's a pretty safe bet to say he'll be returning to the Gators, and that could be a loaded starting rotation. Uh, The kid from Southern Miss, Hunter Waldrop, uh, and Florida could, could have three first-rounders next year if everything panned out the right way. Florida looks uh, to have a very deep pitching staff. You know, Raya Pell comes back. A lot of those young pitchers come back. Could be a pretty nice year for the Gators next year. All right, let's get calls. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. KD will lead off. KD, hello. Hey, uh, Steve, it's JD. Oh, JD, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Long time, no talk. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to answer your question a little bit. I think what I understood your question to be, uh, and, and I'm an old Gator of, uh, of the late 60s and uh, Gator Ray Graves and, and that ilk, but uh, a season ticket holder for 40-plus years. And uh, I, I would say, you know, the Gator fans are just passionate. And uh, good for Chris for saying that. I, I don't do social media, so I don't know what the knuckleheads are saying on social media. But, uh, you know, the, the the older ones, that I can remember the standard joke that, the Bulldog fans used to always say, well, what do the Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, and Florida Gators have in common? And, you know, the answer was it never won the SEC. So we did that. We won the national championships. We've hit, we're on a rough patch. But, uh, hey, you know, the the fun part of it is when you're down, is, is that climb back up again? So, uh, uh, you know, I think we're all looking forward to that. But, you know, who, every fan base is passionate, Steve. Every, every fan base. And, and every fan base has knuckleheads. So uh, I think you hit it yesterday when you said with the social media you're giving these guys a platform. But uh, anyway, Steve, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about the about the roster. I was reading through that, and everybody gets excited at the at the first of the year. Um, and uh, you know, when you look at that roster, uh, you, you look at linebacker. You've got uh, Miller, and then you got what? Uh, who? You look at uh, tight end. You've got. I don't know zipper and and then and then who? Um, you look at defensive tackle. You've got uh, Dexter and 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 then who? The the, the, the this uh, roster was and Billy's going to build it back up, but it's it was really. I don't know what you think, but there's some glaring gaping holes in some of those position groups. Uh, Steve, what do you say to that? I agree, uh, and that's one of the reasons why Florida was picked to finish, you know, where it was picked to finish uh, at SEC Media Days, for example. Um, But, you know, remember, last year, Florida looked, let's take the defensive line. You thought with Valentino, Newkirk, Truesdell, guys who had played, you know, um, well, they'd be okay. They were just okay. Um, Now, Desmond Watson's a guy, I think, that could help there, but it's going to be a pretty young group. Uh, Jalen Lee, you know, Justice Boone, people like that, going to be a pretty young group. Yeah, and then you got that same thing going on at linebacker. you got the same thing going on at tight end. But one thing that, Steve, that jumped out at me, and maybe I'll, I'll let you come up and hang up, is as I read a little uh, blurb this morning about discipline. And uh, one of the one of the one of the kids was talking about how uh, 
this new staff has, has really come in with a discipline. So we're not going to see the kids wearing one of them wearing an orange sock, one of them wearing a blue sock and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, discipline. And, and I, for one, think that through, through maybe two or three coaching staffs, the previous, has been sorely lacking. Maybe four staffs. And, uh, you know, just the discipline and not doing stupid things and, and, and beating yourself, showing, throwing shoes and just stupid penalties. Uh, you know, that may be, that may be worth a game or two along the way. And so I'm really, I'm really, um, optimistic that our discipline's going to improve and, and that's going to help us uh, a great deal. So I'm going to hang up and listen. All right. Thank you. JD, thank you. I can tell you this. Uh, when I went over to, to the media day thing today, um, everybody that spoke spoke about discipline and th- that they weren't doing things on an individual basis. Every one of those guys who spoke talked about that. Now, does that you know, necessarily make you a winning team? No, but I think it sure helps. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve, man, I tell you. Glad to hear you again, Bank Man. And I, I tell you what, JD should know me. We've been Stephen on this show for years. You know, Mike the teacher. I'll say that one. And I love D and Gator Man. Just Steve, those are my favorites. And, and you know, it's, the Jags are getting ready to play Oakland. I think next week in the Hall of Fame game. Con- congratulations to Baselli. And it's getting fired up up there. So, but Steve, you do a wonderful job because this is a college town to keep us pumped up. So. I'm going to shoot on into this here. My, my, my things, it is going to be more realignment. But I don't know, Steve, but it, it just seems like it's just inevitable. And I, I think it is getting more, I said earlier, about like the NFL. I mean, they might as well get salary caps now, and I don't know what they're going to do. But And the last one is it be more transfers. Steve, jokingly, the GOAT should be the GOT, G-O-T-T, the greatest of that time. And reasoning like we talked about Bill yesterday, and you compare them to uh, uh, LeBron and Jordan and the quarterbacks, Brady, you know, the Bradshaws, the, the, you know, the, the, the guys that played for San Francisco. It's hard to find out the ones. But I tell you what, Steve, Deacon Jones, and I forget the guy that hit Daryl Stingley to play for Pittsburgh, those guys changed the game. So if, if you go and cross that night catching 100 passes, you, you wouldn't have did that in the 70s. I played. I quit for that reason, Steve. And my last thing, Steve, is I love the Gator fans. We do get carried away. My advice is, Steve, you get us caught up. I don't call you after a, little, a loss in that late night thing, and that's when you hear the worst of us. But we're passionate, and, and I love those callers. And, and just as long as we keep our hands and our words kind of down, go Gators. Thanks, Steve. Byron, thank you. Bring John to the show. Hi, John. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go first with the Gator Nation thing. Uh, you know this as well as I do. It really is a Gator Nation because you can't go to the major city in America and there won't be a significant Gator club. My son lives in Phoenix. They've got one out there, he says, it's, it's, it's to die for. You go to Atlanta, you go anywhere, there's a big, huge presence. When I lived in Atlanta in the 70s, I was coaching football up there. My wife and I graduated. In the 70s, the Gator Club sponsored the Doug Dickey Show on TV. They paid for it. The Auburn game, we took five buses to the game. I mean, and this is just a typical Gator Club, and this goes back 40, 50 years. 
And yeah, we're passionate. And but you know, uh, it was a great writer uh, for uh, Sports Illustrated. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. Uh, he said a long time ago about Gators. He says they've got they've got the passion of Alabama and the tradition of Wake Forest. But that was way back. Way back, then. right? Yeah, way way back. But uh, yeah, you you can't fault us. We are. We're there day in, day out, okay? Now, get to that thing that you were read about. That was really interesting. And I think what they're spot on. I think everything they said is going to happen. Now, this is the crazy part. I think what it's going to do is going to cut a significant amount of colleges out of playing what we call NCAA football. They're just going to drop it. It's just not going to be worth it because the Alabamas, all of the big people are going to price small people just completely out of the market. And then I think this is the weird part. I think there's going to be a group somewhere that says, okay, if you want to come play college football, we'll give you a scholarship. We're going to do it the old-fashioned way. These They're going to get kids that never, never will play in the NFL. But I think you're going to see two different kinds of football. Okay. And I think it's okay. All That's right, John. Thing. Appreciate your call and thank you for your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, look, it's that way now, right? I mean, there's Division Two, there's Division Three. So, would it be that much of a stretch to say that you know there's going to be, I don't know, you know, three power leagues? And they have, you know, their own playoff, and the other schools maybe form another league, like Division Two. That is certainly possible. Patrick says an update on Cormani McLean. There isn't any. Uh, he's not made a decision. Larry says I hate that Chris or anybody else generalizes that the Gator fan base is lousy because because of the comments of a few idiots. He's way too smart to make that leap. Twelve twenty-eight time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Call us up. Give us your thoughts on the future of college football. Uh, talk Gator football as uh, we will talk to you here on Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Okito America's new location on Newberry Road is opening in late August. The school year is back and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for all ages. 6900 Southwest Archer Road and coming late August to 7420 West Newberry Road. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before classes fill up. Hey friends, it's Steve Russell. This is a great time of the year to be doing things. Going to the beach, swimming, running around. But maybe you can't do that because you've got pain in your knees or hips or back. I can help you with the good people at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here every day, giving them lasting pain relief using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. The science is simple. They concentrate your own body's healing agents and apply them to your aching joints, restoring and repairing damaged tissue. No drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. The old remedies for pain are not the only remedies. You need to learn more about how regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can change your life. 
make this the last summer you suffer from chronic pain. They've got clinics here and all over America. This is the exciting new natural way to deal with joint pain with no side effects and no downtime. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sun and clouds for a good portion of the day today with highs climbing into the mid-90s. But evening thunderstorms are expected, especially east of I-75, closer to Highway 301. And damaging winds will be possible from those strongest storm cells. They'll linger through a few hours after sunset, then partly cloudy overnight. Lows in the mid-70s. Numerous storms expected tomorrow around lunchtime. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. But Deshaun Watson, he settled three cases, civil cases, overnight. So there's one more that's pending. Does the NFL want this story to be over? That's the key. But if 40%, roughly 40% of your audience is female, you might want to reconsider that. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. John says, for Brady at quarterback, how many years ago could he have retired and still been listed as the greatest? Hmm. Three or four. I mean, he, Joe Montana was, was the GOAT for me until Brady. And I think, you know, had he, adding another Super Bowl, Championship certainly cemented that, but I think he still would have been that three or four years ago. And he said, is Jim Brown the oldest person on the list? I don't know. Uh, And he says, do you have an opinion on whether this represents all decades? Not all decades, no. Because, again, you have to – it's modern football, right? So, I mean, it goes back to the 60s. It goes back that far with Jim Brown. Actually, 50s because he started in the 50s. But there aren't a lot of players from that far back that have made the list. Let's get to the phones. Rob, hello. Steve, good to hear from you. Glad you're back, man. It's, it's time to ball now, Steve. Mm-hmm. It is time to play ball. And um, I'm going to enjoy it. I just think what Chris Doran said, I think he's, 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 taking it out, he's, taking his, he's taking it out on the fans for no reason. I mean, this ain't Cleveland. This ain't the dog fan where we support our teams, but they don't speak out and they're just loyal blindly loyally blindly we're going to speak out when this when we've been through four coaches and we've had 
six and six seasons, and and we need and here at Florida that's unacceptable. So for Chris to say we're lousy fans, no, we're we're, we're just not. We're disappointed. I mean, going through this instability is not good for any program, and hopefully we can get it together. Um, Here's where I think let's not use Florida, okay, Rob? Let's and this is just that this is me talking, right? When when you had people who were on Twitter who were talking about firing Billy Napier, who were talking about the coaching staff, you know, not being able to recruit, when anybody who looked at the Florida team, most people that have sense looked at this team and looked at this roster and said, there has to be a bit of a rebuild here. Well, that is plain stupid to, to say that. It is. When, when, you're, when, you, when a guy's been on the job for how long and you want him fired because he hasn't recruited you know, 75 five-star players in three months or four months or whatever it is, that's yeah, why I, the fan base gets the reputation it gets. Yeah, and they, they lump us all in, but that, that is ridiculous. I mean, nobody pays attention to comments like that. Billy Napier has got uh, a big, big shoes to fill, and I believe he can do it. But it has to happen. I mean, Scott Strickland has has said um, he cannot keep, you know, losing money and having to pay new coaches every every year and here and there. But I wanted to ask you, Steve, Todd Grantham is gone. That instability is out of the way, and um, maybe we can get off the field on third down. What is our defense? Um, what what do you know? What what they're going to run, or do you have to wait for some? Well, I want to see it first of yeah. all. Um, but if you, from people I have talked to, there are three things defensively that stick out to me about last year. One is lack of discipline. Two, schematic. In other words, what, was, what Grantham was running didn't seem to be working. Players seemed confused, didn't know their assignments, etc., didn't line up right. So now that, I don't want to use the word excuse, but I'll use it, that's out of the way. So now what happens? Is there more discipline? Do these guys not freelance as much? Do these guys do their job? Is the system, is the scheme going to be better to put the defensive guys in a position to do a better job? That's what I'm waiting to see. Yeah, and the first thing when you get on a football field, the first thing that you have to know is to be fundamentally sound. And you have a fundamental defense. Yeah, you're going to get beat some plays or whatever, but you're not going to break down because you're going to rely on your skill set and you're going to rely on your training. And that's one thing I loved about Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. They were dedicated to having their three aspects of football in check. Even the special teams, which is a third of the, of the game, um, Urban Meyer was – religiously um, committed to making sure that they made plays. And we haven't seen much of that. But Steve Spurrier was committed to make sure that his wide receivers were in formation within where they needed to be, even if it was an inch, he would let them know. And with that type of precision, you know, that the sky was the limit. So hopefully Napier can get those guys to be able to play within themselves 
and get AR-15. I don't know. We don't want to say that anymore. I understand. But we want to get that quarterback to be disciplined in the pocket, absolutely. And then when he sees he can take a shot, go ahead and take it because he's got that skill set, Steve. It, 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 it sky's the limit here at Florida. We just need a leader, and we need leadership on the field. All Thanks, right. Steve. Thank you for your call, Rob. Copper Gator, hello. Hey, Steve, I just wanted to answer, you know, your your generalized question about where the college landscape is headed. Yeah, good. You know, you, you, you can attest to how early 90s, you know, trying to be able to watch a game was the big, was the big end-all, be-all. You wanted to be able to watch it on TV when you couldn't go to a game and you couldn't do this. Now you fast-forward 30 years and you can watch it on your cell phone or your tablet or it's in front of you everywhere, and and the result of that is big money being involved. Is is big corporations putting in money and giving revenues on ads and, and viewerships? People are complaining about it going to be a salary cap, or or they're concerned about dollar values on college teams. I'm excited to see where it goes in the next twenty to thirty years. I think these kids will come out in a better situation. They'll have better life experiences because of the avenues they've gone to in college and not just be considered a student-athlete in certain circumstances. I know that certain kids are forced to go to college to just get a degree so they can play sports, and I think this is going to open up an avenue where we see a wide gamma of results that could be beneficial to all to everybody involved. Possibly, and, and I think that's the optimistic way to look at it, Copper Gator, because I do think right. there are opportunities for those kinds of things you know i get asked this all the time if i'm a guest on a show about nil and all this and my answer is pretty much the same had this change not happened so fast and so many changes taking place seemingly at one time i think fans could sort of stomach it but the old school fan that's used to college football the way it used to be, and all of a sudden, all these things are happening, it, it's a lot. But I think yeah, younger I mean, fans embrace this more. I do. Well, And I think it's a generational thing. Like yeah, that's what about, I mean. Yes. I, think, I think that's a great statement there. I mean, the, the thing to me is, I'm only I'm only you know 37. I'm I'm in a middle genera- generation between young people coming in and older people leaving. Um, but when you have to make a change, even in your organization, you see it on radio stations. Friday they're working, Monday they're gone. When when a when a decision is made to change the direction of 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 said entity, whether it be radio, football, you know, grocery stores, it's not done over a six- or 12-month period, it's done the next day, you change it, and everybody gets on board and figures it out, or you don't, or the change doesn't happen. If you were to walk this dog down a road for 15 months, nothing would have gotten done. Well, we're going to find out. That's the, <laughs> that's the, you know, good, bad, wrong, right. It's here. The change is here, and we'll see who adapts. Because, look, it's like anything else. Sometimes people are very slow to change, Sometimes people get out in front of it, and generally speaking, the people that get out in front of it handle it better. We'll see. Yes, sir. All right, Steve. Have a great one. Complicated. Appreciate you. Thank you for your call. Um, Peyton says, who's the greatest quarterback to have never played in the Super Bowl? Marino. Huh? 
Marino played in the he Super Bowl. Play, I guess he means oh, never played. Okay, never even played. He said, okay. Ooh, I thought he meant who had because Marino would be in that in that realm. Jim Kelly would be in that realm. Fran Tarkenham would be in that realm. Played in the Super Bowl, didn't win. Seth Harp is saying to me, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure there's somebody back in the day that didn't get in it. Um, boy, I'd have to really look back. Especially, you know, that wasn't that long ago with Philip Rivers. Um, but I'm trying to think of somebody older school than that that didn't make it. Um, interesting question. If you have a thought on it, let me know. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tomorrow, we're going to bring you Rays baseball at noon, the Rays and the Jays. Uh, and then Friday, there's going to be no show. But after that, uh, barring sickness, <clears throat> we'll be here. Today, uh, Billy Napier is actually speaking, I think, right now uh, at Media Day, which began uh, at 10.30. So this is going to go about two and a half hours. Went over there for the early part of it today. Um, they started with players and then went to assistant coaches, and now uh, Coach Napier, at least, was scheduled to talk at about 12.30. 12.43, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Schimmel. The Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a two-game series tonight as they take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Drew Rasmussen is expected to start for the Rays. Tune in for coverage of this divisional matchup right here at 6.30. Florida pitcher Brandon Spro could make a return to Gainesville for the 2023 season. After he was drafted in the third round of this year's MLB draft, Spro and the New York Mets could not agree to terms on a contract before the August 1st signing deadline. He now has the option of returning to play at UF or playing independent baseball. With the season opener one month away, Florida football will meet with the media today as they prepare to kick off fall camp tomorrow. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bradley Shepard. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Ladies and gentlemen, I get asked this a lot. You know, do you really drive a car from Southeast Car Agency? Yes, I do. In fact, it's been many, many years I've been driving a vehicle from the Cousins family at Southeast Car Agency, and there's a very, very good reason why. Because every time I've purchased a vehicle there, it's been really good for me. Remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any of them. They specialize in giving you the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Go online, secars.com. You'll see the vehicles they have on their lot. It's updated constantly as they bring them in and sell them. If you want to go see them in person, go do it at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. You can test drive the vehicles. You can ask the sales staff questions. They don't ever try to hard sell you. They just answer your questions, and they want to make the car buying experience the best it can possibly be for you They've done that for me for years. They'll do the same for you. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Let's get real about COVID. We want it to be over. Some folks are like, it's over. 
but it's not. And two years in, our community is still hit harder. So we can't take our eyes off the ball. We need to talk about getting everyone vaccinated or boosted and let our friends know there are treatments for people who test positive. We've come a long way, but we have to keep our head in the game. Go to covid-resources.org or call 877-904-5097. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and know your zone. In the case of an evacuation, have a plan to go to a hurricane shelter, hotel, or stay with a family or friends. If you're ordered to evacuate, you need to leave. You can rebuild your home, but you cannot rebuild your life. This hurricane season, know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. I love my hardwood floors, but I wasn't sure how to take care of them. Carrying around a bucket was such a hassle. And even worse, my string mop left streaks and haze behind. Then I found Swiffer WetJet Wood, the all-in-one tool made specially for wood floors. Its microfiber-like pad is soft, and it sprays a light mist solution that dries fast. With Swiffer WetJet Wood, it's easy to keep up with the mess on my wood floors. <sighs> even that mess. Swiffer WetJet Wood, proud member of the National Wood Floor Association. Summer is here. It's only June and we have record high temperatures. Ever wish your shorts or pants had air conditioning? You could cut or poke holes in your clothes, but that would take days. Lucky for you, Link Sole has you covered. Link Sole has taken its most technical fabric designed to be moisture wicking and quick drying and added precision holes cut from lasers to maximize airflow for added comfort. Get Link Sole's Boardwalker AC collection keeping you cool wherever you go at linksoul.com. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I did a little thinking. Somebody had to back me here to make sure I'm right. What about the quarterbacks that uh, never went to a Super Bowl? Did Dan Fouts ever go to a Super Bowl? He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Warren Moon? Did he go to a Super Bowl? Those two popped in my head. Um, But anyway, if you have another one, let me know. Let's take some calls. Mike is up. Hi, Mike. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, I was going to mention Warren Moon, but uh, another one, because I'm a lifelong suffering Cleveland Browns fan, is Bernie Kosar. Yeah, you know, I don't know. He, he was a good quarterback, Mike, but I don't know. I mean, certainly, you know, a guy like uh, Fouts is a Hall of Famer, that sort of thing. But, I mean, yeah, good, good, good player. And I mean, you probably remember this because you weren't old enough to be there back then. But, you know, back in the 50s, there was this big 
debate, an argument in New York. Who was the best center fielder? Was it Mickey Mantle? Was it Willie Mays? Was it Duke Snyder? Right. Do you think they might be having some sort of a conversation up there in New York? Who's the better player, Peter Alonso or Aaron Judge? Um, I mean, different position, but yes. I mean, you, you could you could have that argument, yes. Um, and I certainly think the fact that both, you, you know, when, when you had that argument about, you know, Mays, Duke and Mickey, you know, those three teams were pretty good generally. Uh, the Mets are good this year, uh, and the Yankees are obviously very good, so that helps too. If you had to put a number or a percentage, what do you think the number that Aaron Judge might reach to, and what do you think the percentage of if he gets over 60 home runs this year? I'm not sure of the first question. How many home runs does he hit? Yeah, if you had to guess, if he stays healthy and, you know, doesn't get hurt or, you know, misses games, what do you think, how many do you think he can hit? And do you think he's going to, you know, get to 60 at least? It's hard to do that. Um, and I think this is a, a little piece of fact that people forget. The guy who owns the American League record for home runs in a season is still Roger Maris. I mean, it, when, when, when it was broken, you know, it, it's all been done by National Leaguers. He still holds the American League record, and that's something Aaron Judge is shooting for. Um, I mean, look, I, Roger was a friend, and a, I, I mean, I'd love to see him stay where he is. I think Judge falls just short. Really? Because he's got, what, 43, 44, and he's still got like 55 games yep. to go? Yeah. Again, it gets harder. You know, do, do you pitch to him as often? You know, that sort of thing. Do you play him as much if they're winning, you know, getting ready for the postseason, those kinds of things? So we'll see. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Okay, Mike, thank you. Appreciate your call. And I think that's, that's a, a fact or a stat that a lot of people don't realize, that Rodgers still holds the American League record for home runs in a season. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Steve? Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see uh, Judge here down the stretch, but uh, he bet on himself, and he's going to cash a mighty nice check for doing that, man. No doubt. So No doubt. Because he turned down a boatload of money a couple of months ago, Steve. He turned down a big, big load of money. Yep. And he's, he's going to cash in on it. Steve, I was going to come at you with one move, man. I was going to try and stump you, tell you there's a 2006 – Induct you to the Hall of Fame, nine-time Pro Bowler, see if you got it. And it was Warren Moon. Yeah, he's definitely my pick. I yeah, I mean, the best quarterback. No. Dan Fouts with, you know, with Air Coriel was pretty good, you know, when they had those great receivers, Correct. including Wes Chandler. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, I you know, sometimes I just, I don't remember what I had for supper yesterday, let alone 30 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, did Warren Moon make a Super Bowl? Did Fouts, And I was pretty sure Fouts had not but I wasn't sure about Moon. So. Yeah. Glad you glad yeah, you uh, filled me in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as the uh, Gator fan base, Steve, this might surprise you a little bit. I wish sometimes the Gator fan base was a little bit more passionate. How about that? I wow. go to a lot of yeah, I go to a lot of sporting events, and uh, I've been told to sit down a lot of times at baseball games by Gator baseball fans when I stand up with two strikes, two outs in an inning, you know, a time run at second base, and I stand up, start clapping to get a strikeout. People behind me tell me to sit down. <laughs> That's happened to me at baseball games. Uh, basketball game attendance is very poor. 
we don't travel very well, Steve. I've been to road games for football. I've been to a couple of baseball road series, and we don't travel good at all. Okay, um, so I wish we would be better in that, uh, as far as supporting sometimes more more of our teams. And it's very Nietzsche, right? And it's very weird, right? Because for gymnastics, I go to some of the gymnastics meets, and they are rowdier than at baseball games, right? Mm -hmm. For gymnastics. But you know why that is? Why? Younger. Younger fans? Yes. Now, I mean, are there older gymnastics fans? I'm not saying everybody there is 10 years old. But there's a lot of youth, too, at a gymnastics meet because of kids at clubs and all that. Correct. Baseball, I think, mirrors what you see the fan base be. And, you know, I've gotten criticized in the past because I do baseball games that when I'm critical, if that's the word, about the fan base not being as passionate, not doing some of the things I see fan bases do elsewhere in the SEC – you know, I used, to, I used to catch grief for that, but I think it's a valid point. You know, are there's I, I do think as fans get younger, hopefully that ballpark starts to attract different people that, you know, that will change. But, you know, the sort of, you know, little clap that it's just not a, it's not an atmosphere that an opposing team's going to go in there and go, uh oh, like you go to LSU, you go to Arkansas, you know, places like that. That's tough to play there sometimes. Yeah, I I think that Strickland has to try to find some way to get like a student section somewhere, like a little student section somewhere where students could get in for free, uh, a section just for themselves, and they could come up with some chance or some things to do, like what Tennessee has. They have that student section right on the other side of first base and, uh, you know, something like that to get the atmosphere pumping a little bit more because it is kind of like a little dead. But then I go to softball games, Steve, and softball, you could argue that they have an even older audience there and they're more livelier than at the baseball game. Yeah. So kind of strange, man, kind of weird. But, yeah, we need to be more passionate, Steve. How about that? All right. Everybody. All right, Tony, thank you. <laughs> Fandom has always – fascinated me because Tony's right on there are different fan bases for different sports okay the swamp when it rocks is a great place to play right gymnastics you know I I did PA for gymnastics for a long time and I know how loud that crowd can get but, you know, basketball, there used to be, and I don't think it's that way anymore, but it used to be where there was a football crowd and everything else. That if you went to a baseball game or you went to a basketball game, it just wasn't as passionate. And part of that is winning. Part of it, not all of it. But baseball's a very unique sport in terms of the fan base that Florida has. Because even when Florida State would come to town at the MAC and there'd be 5,000 people there, it's not bad. And look, 
many times this past year, Sully m- made a point of saying how appreciative he was of the fans. They've been, in my opinion, better at the new ballpark, more into it, so to speak. But is it intimidating? No, I don't think that it is. Paul says, I think Archie Manning didn't play in a Super Bowl. George Blanda, I think Blanda did. Didn't he? I don't think Archie, I know Archie Manning didn't. Um, Greg says, you mentioned the best NFL quarterback to not make a Super Bowl. He chose Warren Moon. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on the Gator D for this season? Good, mediocre, need a lot of help. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I thought so. Um, boy, that's Greg. It's hard to say because I just I want to see schematically what they do. I mean, obviously, there's holes here. It, there, there are some positions that I don't think are very deep at all. And I go back to something I have always harped on, right? Go look at preseason for what it's worth, all league teams, and see how many Gators are on them. On a lot. On a lot. So that doesn't mean it's not going to be successful, but, you know, the the more – talent you have obviously the better you're going to be whether it's on offense or defense coming up ashland sullivan from the jacksonville jaguars their in-house reporter is going to talk to us about the jags they get set to play the hall of fame game on thursday and we'll talk to her and get more of your questions calls and comments here on sports scene espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Are you sick and tired of the constant pain in your knees or hips or back, especially this time of the year? You need to be moving pain-free, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell for the team at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here every day, giving them lasting pain relief using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. The science is simple. They concentrate your own body's healing agents and apply them to your aching joints, restoring and repairing damaged tissue with no drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. Listen, the old remedies for pain are not the only remedies. You need to learn more about regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics and how it can change your life. Make this the last summer you suffer from chronic pain. 
They've got clinics here and all over America. This is the exciting new natural way to deal with joint pain with no side effects and no downtime. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Sam Potosa is producing the broadcast today. We thank him for his work. And we thank you for being part of the show, calling, listening. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game against the Raiders later this week. And, of course, Tony Baselli, part of the 2022 Hall of Fame class. Ashlyn Sullivan, in-house reporter for the Jags, now joins us. Lots of things I want to talk to her about. Ash, always good to have you. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me, Steve. You got it, girl. Um, all right. I kind of asked you this a few weeks back, but for people who maybe didn't get a chance to hear that day's program, look, new coach, new coaching staff, I would imagine the tenor, uh, you know, w- what's being done there is is changed, has changed quite a bit. Is that a fair statement? Very much so. Um, and I, I honestly, I've been kind of surprised how quickly it has changed. You know, I thought with with Coach Meyer and then Daryl Bevel becoming the interim head coach. When they were talking about the names that were going to come in and possibly be the new head coach, I thought this would take some time. Um, I thought there would be this obvious healing process to win back trust and, and you name it. It just it seemed like a human element that you had to go through. Um, and when I say it was like flipping a switch when Coach Peterson was in this building, that's what it was. And I think that's just a testament to Coach Peterson. It's, it's almost this been there, done that attitude with him. And not in an arrogant way, it's just when you speak to him, you know he's a Super Bowl winning head coach, you know his resume, it's not like he needs to say it, but we all know it. And with that, just it's the fact that he knows what he's doing, and he's seen every situation possible in the NFL. So yeah, it is completely, completely different, and in the most beautiful way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I think sometimes fans forget that when you're in the NFL, you're talking about grown men and not mm-hmm. college kids and the fact that you know they want to win and they want somebody they can trust either as a position coach or a head coach so doesn't Peterson having the pedigree of winning a Super Bowl and of you know doing something like that 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 also has to resonate does it not Absolutely. And truthfully, the more I've been around these players and in this building the past couple of months, I really relate it to any working boss relationship that, that anyone can relate to. Coach Peterson does a great job of laying out the expectation. And I love his work-life balance. I've never seen it in the NFL. But, for example, the players got their work done during OTAs, and Coach Peterson left them off four days early and said, go be with your wife and kids in the month of May. That's never happened the six years I've been here. But when he was asked about it, he said we had a 100% participation rate in the offseason, and we got our work done. When players get their work done, I let them go home. It's as simple as that. And, and the players really love that. You know, more time at home with their families and knowing I come in, I do my work, I go home. The end. Let's talk about the roster. I mean, we all know what Jacksonville did last year. Is the roster better is there a chance for this team to get better 
Ash, in terms of wins and losses? Yes, I think it absolutely will be better. There's only only chance to be better after three wins this past season. True. But even just when you looked at it on paper, you saw the star power. You saw the names that they didn't have last season. And, and being on the training camp field, we now just finished our eighth training camp practice. This team is absolutely better. And this defense especially is absolutely better. But I, I love Coach Peterson's honesty. You know, he said it multiple times. This is going to take some time. And I think, you know, Six, seven wins is pretty realistic for this team going into this season. And if you would have told Jaguars fans last year going through all of that mess, hey, next year you're going to have six wins, I think most fans would take that. Uh, schematically, you know, Trevor Lawrence is now a year older, you know, knows the league a little bit. Are there any changes offensively, Ash, from what Urban did to what Doug Peterson's going to do? Schematically, from what I've seen, they're going to have Trevor roll out a lot more. A lot of times Trevor was put in situations where they wanted to make him that pure pocket passer. And Trevor, you know, his tall stature, he's really tall, great arm, you know, so you thought he had a chance to do that. But then you go watch what he did at Clemson, and he really wasn't that. And he he had these legs and this speed that really weren't used last season. So that's been the biggest change I've noticed is, a lot more rollouts, a lot more shifting, and, and a lot more running for Trevor. And I just think with the weapons that Trevor has that he didn't have last season, there's going to be a, just a different look and feel to this offense this year. He's not going to play, and neither is HN. I would imagine that's by design. Absolutely, yeah. They're not risking anything. I don't blame them, especially with Travis Etienne coming back from that major injury that made him miss all last season. You know, we're so anxious to see him. We'd love to see him on the field. We're seeing him during training camp practice, but I don't blame them for not wanting to risk it in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, as you look at this, by the way, our guest, Ashlyn Sullivan, in-house reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jack getting set to play in the Hall of Fame game. You know, a lot of times when you have a quarterback like Lawrence, you wonder who the backup is. Is that still Beathard? It is out of now. C.J. Beathard actually tore his groin during OTAs and is nursing back from that injury. Today was actually the first time we saw him throw in team period. So technically, as of now, Jake Luton is the backup, and he's actually going to be the starter come Thursday. I still think it'll be C.J. Beathard. I think he'll be ready to go by the regular season. But depending on how Jake Luton plays on Thursday, I wouldn't say it's a necessarily locked-up job, the backup quarterback. The offensive line last year was spotty in its play. Is that group better? It is. And I used to say Brandon Sheriff, who they signed in free agency, he's going to be your right guard. I knew he was good because I saw the money they threw at them. And I said, all right, you know, this right guard is really, really good. And then yesterday I saw him in O-line versus D-line drills. And I have never seen a cement block on the offensive line like this man. He did not move an inch no matter what defender was running at him so that's just a solidify on your offensive line and, and left tackle cam robinson is going on his fifth year here they picked up his fifth year option and he definitely has this chip on his shoulder you know he wants to be the franchise left tackle and he wants the contract to prove it and, and i've seen a drastic jump in cam robinson's play this training camp so yeah there's there's much more solidity and there's just more experience on the offensive line this year ash two last questions um a big contract for Christian Kirk. You know, Marvin mm -hmm. Jones there, Treadwell there. As you assess the wide receiver group, is this group better than a year ago? 
It is. And one that's kind of been a sneaky sign in free agency, they sign Zay Jones from the Raiders. And truthfully, he has been the biggest standout in training camp. And I would have guessed it would be Christian Kirk. But the best thing about this wide receiver class that they have right now is they just have more weapons. So when the ball does go to Christian Kirk, it's not double team, triple teams like we saw last year with Marvin Jones. You know, Marvin Jones is really the only deep threat the Jaguars had working for them. So he really never even stood a chance because, you know, opposing teams knew that, that Marvin Jones was the only deep threat. So now you just you have more options, and really that's what they needed. I, I understand the fans' concern, and we hear this all the time, that they still don't have that true number one deep threat, that Larry Fitzgerald type. I think this will be more so a, a wide receiver by committee. But it's nice for opposing defenses that are trying to defend this. You, you never really know where the ball is going to go because these wide receivers are very similar in style. And I think that's going to be an advantage for the Jaguars. Final question. Uh, defensively, you know, you got Josh Allen. You've got Shaq Griffin. A Lloyd, pretty good player. Walker. Uh, I'll also ask about improvement there. Do you see improvement on that side of the ball? The biggest improvement. Wow. I, I understand the, the hesitation of the offense and are there enough playmakers to make a change? I, I do think there are, but the defense has been lights out in training camp. And I just see it basically every single day, the defense is winning team drills, especially the secondary and the defensive back. This defense is drastic and they're just bigger. You know, the biggest issue with the Jaguars last season on defense is they couldn't stop the run. It would be the end of the first quarter and the game would be over because teams just kept running the ball. We make the joke, you know, start the plane, let's go home, because we knew they would just keep pounding the ball against the Jaguars. This defensive front is huge. There's just bigger bodies. It's very clear that was the stress of free agency is let's just bring in people who take up space on the defensive line. I think that's the biggest difference you're going to notice with this Jaguars team this year is they are going to be much better at defending the run. Uh, let me be a proud papa here and brag on you. <laughs> Because uh, it's interesting that Josh Allen is going to be a player host on Jaguars All Access, and you're going to be part yeah. of that, too. Uh, that's an interesting concept to have a, pl- a current player host something like that, and you're going to be part of that. Let let fans know what they can expect with that. Absolutely. So two years ago when we had Calais Campbell here with the Jaguars, he had this interest of, of wanting to get really good on TV, and, man, he already was. And the concept got brought up, okay, well, why don't we have a player join a, join a regular weekly TV show? So Calais Campbell really started this front of having a player host. He crushed it out of the park, and now, um, awesome enough, Josh Allen said he wants to give it a shot, and he's already have such a great personality on television. So it's, it's something that's irreplaceable, having a current player who can give his analysis weekly, on the game coming up on that Sunday. So it's every Thursday night on CBS 47 and Fox 30 and Jacksonville. And it's just, I think it's really unique um, on any team platform to have a current player and give him that spotlight. And if anyone knows Josh Allen, he loves the spotlight. So I think he's going to crush it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're going to be part of that too, Ash. And uh, as the season progresses, uh, we're going to have you back to assess how the Jags I do. I hope so. And it can't be – I mean, it's got to be better. Got to be better. <laughs> right. Doesn't Gosh, it? we keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Yeah. You say that. I mean, technically, it could go worse. I really hope not. Let's not speak it into existence. Yeah, it's going right. to be better. Fingers okay. crossed. All right, uh, I appreciate you, Ash. Thank you a lot for doing it. We'll talk to you. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Steve. Thank you, Ash. Ashlyn Sullivan, uh, one of our grads, who uh, does terrific work, uh, the in-house reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
uh, the rest of the day. By the way, in case you're just tuning in, Padres finalizing a deal for Juan Soto. I can't even imagine how much money that dude's going to get. Um, and I'll give the Padres this. They already have Manny Machado. They're going all in. And you have to if you're competing with the Dodgers in that division. 114, time check, brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Bradley Schemmel. The Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a two-game series tonight as they take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Drew Rasmussen is expected to start for the Rays. Tune in for coverage of this divisional matchup right here at 6.30. Florida pitcher Brandon Spro could make a return to Gainesville for the 2023 season. After he was drafted in the third round of this year's MLB draft, Spro and the New York Mets could not agree to terms on a contract before the August 1st signing deadline. He now has the option of returning to play at UF or playing independent baseball. With the season opener one month away, Florida football will meet with the media today as they prepare to kick off fall camp tomorrow. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bradley Shumlin. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Folks, if you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for. Everybody is. Well, the fact is, home values were at historic highs. It doesn't always stay that way. So the challenge is you're probably concerned with things you can't control, like low inventory, rising interest rates. You get the idea. I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. That's Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. He's got programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees thousands of buyers that create higher demand and multiple offers for your home. If you need to sell your home and stay in it until you find your next one, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control. Your next step, call Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit caldwellhasthebuyers.com. It's happening now. International Diamond Center Spectacular Summer of Savings Event. Giving you a break from inflation and rising interest rates. Now for a limited time, you get IDC's incredible value price. Plus, two years, zero interest financing. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, colored gemstones, Swiss timepieces, even GIA and Forevermark diamonds. Buy now and spread your payments out with zero interest charges. How about a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings or anniversary band? Your payment is just $125 a month and we'll even cover your first two payments completely. Or how about some rollback pricing on wedding bands at IDC? Now through August, you can take 25% off any wedding band. That's price deflation. International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event. Your refuge from rising prices, special discounts, and two years zero interest financing. Now for a limited time, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. 
on a tube, toss out a lure, take a cruise. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape. Look at its saltwater fishing boats. Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker's all-weldum aluminum boats, powered by mercury, have helped families catch fish and make memories for 40 years. Buy a Tracker boat from your authorized Tracker Marine dealer, Polaris of Gainesville. Visit PolarisGainesville.com. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, -side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, I get asked all the time, what do you think the Gator offense will look like? What do you think the Gator defense will look like? Well, Rob Sale, offensive line coach, said this today. We want to be able to dictate our style of play. We want to be able to run the ball, play action. We want to be able to create different tempos to put pressure on the defense. We want them to play the width of the field and the length of the field. We can win the game in many different ways. If we need to throw it, we can throw it. If we need to run it more, run it more. That, that, that's about as succinct as one can get. Go back to the phones, Mike. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an old retiree fart. I just turned 68, and I have season tickets for football, basketball, gymnastics, and baseball. So needless to say, I'm interested in Gator sports. Yes. Um, I've come up with a slightly different idea. That if I was athletic director, what I would do is football, in my, for all intents and purposes, is a semi-pro uh, program now. When we join... 16-team league, or I should say when it becomes 16 teams, what I've read is our payout from the conference will go from anywhere from 45 to $50 million per annum to almost $100 million. It's going to be gigantic. And my feeling is to release some of the criticism and pressure on that, what I have to do is take the $50 million increment that we're going to be getting and split it in half. You say $25 million to pay down debt, put in new facilities, such as a new natatorium we really need for the funding program, Gussie, if we already have it, the other $25 million, I think we should add more Olympic sports. We can afford to do so. We can tell people, yes, we've got all this money in football, but look what we're doing. We have more scholarships for things such as beach volleyball, which FSU and Jacksonville LSU have, rowing. Texas is a two-time defending champion in the last two national titles. We're down in a very nice facility down in Sarasota. Men's uh, soccer. I think that's going to be the next hot thing across the South and everywhere else. 
we can add four or five by taking $25 million a year and each year endowing and building facilities for those sports that are sort of financially standalone. And we have 21 varsity sports. It ought to be 25 or 26, and we can afford to do that. People criticize us. We said, yes, but we need to pay for these others. I like the idea of true Olympic sports where the NIL is not major for the most part. They get their degrees. They behave themselves. And they're more akin to true college athletics, more so than football or basketball. Two, two and I'd f- rather expect. There's two flaws in your argument. Okay. One is uh, you're not going to go to Sarasota to compete, I wouldn't think. Um, but, no. you know, and number two is Title IX. Because well, Title IX is one of the reasons I brought it up. There's criticisms that Title IX is being bent out of proportion and school, schools are overcounting female athletes. And the New York Times had an article about FSU and other schools saying, well, they're triple counting some sports and not being honest about it. So I think Title IX is coming back in a big way. And we would need to have a facility such as if they could squeeze it into Lake Wauburn. I don't know if that's possible. If that doesn't work, there could be some other things. But I think Title IX is an issue. And even if it wasn't, I like the idea of having – we used to have men's wrestling. We used to get all those needs. They're not going to add that back. But some of the other sports are more appealing to the casual observer because they're more – traditional college sports with real college athletes and are not semi-pro. That's what I have to say. Okay. Mike, I appreciate it. Thank you a lot. Yeah, I was actually around when uh, wrestling was on this campus. Uh, I was actually around here when softball, the first incarnation of softball uh, happened. But, you know, I I can remember talking to Jeremy Foley when he was here and, you know, he would get phone calls and it would be just what Mike had mentioned you know, I'd like to see this sport, and it is, I mean, Title IX is, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it is something you have to navigate when you lo- are looking to add sports, and then the facility and the costs, et cetera. Doug says, while most Gator fans are good, we certainly have a very vocal group of irrational fans on social media that create the negative reputation Chris mentions, Chris Doring. I wish they understood that their negativity actually worsens the situation, We'd get the house rebuilt more quickly if they didn't set it on fire. I unfollow the ones who aren't reasonable or fair and wish everyone else would too. Why even give them an audience? Doug, I agree, but I will also say this. I believe there's a segment of every fan base that's like that. I mean, if Nick Saban goes, my God, nine and three. Well, I can just see it on social media. Saban's getting old. Need to get rid of him. I can just see it. So, anyway, BB says, King on what you said about the running backs and the O-line being our Gator relative strengths. I wanted where we're at with wide receiver recruits. So we studied the 24-7 top wide receiver recruit list. Are we truly nowhere on the list for signing receiver except for one three-star? You have to wonder how good our offense and Richardson might be if we had two of the top three five-star wide receivers like A&M seems to have acquired. To me, it looks like a long climb ahead. Well, remember, it it ain't over till it's over. That's number one. And you have to wait until the entire class is signed. There's still people out there 
that are making decisions. And I think what you have to also do is take a look, frankly, at the most recent uh, rankings. I'm using 24-7 sports. That's who I use. Um, Florida has 16 commits. And what you're missing is that Florida just got Mizell, uh, who was a four-star. So you missed that one. Um, and there are others that are on the board. Uh, they just got a, a four-star from Miami. So there are good receivers in this class. I think the receiver you're, you're referring to is Patterson, who's a three-star. But they just got two four-star receivers. So that's better. And that's not even looking at four-star athlete Eugene Wilson, who lined up as a receiver mainly in high school. Who, and we don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. but So, I mean, there is hope. BB and look I think anybody would tell you there's holes in the class that that have to be looked at but at least Florida did get a couple of for whatever it's worth how many stars they are you know four star receivers Chris says I heard you say Montana is your was my goat Brady is now uh my question is why isn't Bradshaw ever mentioned in that goat conversation he's an interesting fellow Terry Bradshaw I think he is a victim, if you want to call it that, of the massive talent around him. Now, could you say that about – see, here's the thing about with Brady. Who has Brady had that's a Hall of Fame receiver other than Randy Moss? And that wasn't for a very long time. So Brady's done this without Hall of Fame offensive talent around him. Bradshaw had Franco Harris. Bradshaw had Lynn Swan. Okay? But but yes, I, I think Bradshaw's a little underrated. He didn't I don't have it in front of me. I don't think he had a great completion percentage, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, I think he's a bit underrated. Um he said didn't Montana have great players around him? Well, I I'm just trying to think. Isn't Jerry Rice the only Hall of Fame receiver he had? I believe I'm right in that. I don't think any of the running backs he had are in the Hall of Fame. So, but I get it. William says uh, about uh, what I said about Sale, that was about as much of a coach-speak answer on offensive styles I've heard from Rob Sale. What's going to be interesting, when the real bullets start flying, what do we actually do? Of course common sense Doug Nussmeyer said the same thing we'd proceed to run stretch right to the short side of the field 10 times a game the more interesting item how's the staff going to divide up game planning and play calling duties bottom line William is result I don't care who divides what I don't care who says what it's results and there's different ways to slice the pie and I understand what Rob Sale was trying to say Okay, that, you know, I think anybody wants to make a defense, for example, defend the length of the field and the width of the field. I think that's, you know, pretty standard stuff. But you don't, just because it's standard doesn't mean it's not, it's not what you want to do. He's, only, he's saying what he thinks he should do. But do I agree that, you know, that the proof is going to be in the pudding? Of course, yes. 
129. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Okito America's new location on Newberry Road is opening in late August. The school year is back and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for all ages. 6900 Southwest Archer Road and coming late August to 7420 West Newberry Road. Hurry, sign up at OkitoAmerica.com today before classes fill up. I had low back pain that was due to herniated discs. Meet Dr. Justin Garzone, another satisfied patient who found regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Over a very short period of time, the pain went away completely, and I've had absolutely no symptoms or pain since my treatment. Before Dr. Garzone found QC Kinetics, he was looking at all the old school pain treatments. It was recommended that I have steroid injections done, but then unfortunately my insurance company said that I would have to do three months of physical therapy first, and and I needed to get better quickly. With QC Kinetics, the doctor got lasting relief with no downtime. I didn't have to take any medications during my treatment. I avoided surgery, and I am now pain-free. Don't live with chronic pain, and don't go under the knife. Call QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 972-972-8610. That's 972-972-8610. 972-972-8610. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. While summer is a great time for recycling, some summer items should not be mixed in with your curbside recycling. Items like garden hoses, plastic planters, pool toys, squirt guns, and lawn chairs are generally not recyclable and are best donated to charity. If you have a question as to whether an item can be recycled, look for the recycling triangle and number, usually on the bottom of the product. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? As a Marine, Jamie's team always had his back. As a civilian, when things got dark, they still did. Jamie was losing hope when he found the Florida Veterans Support Line. Connecting with his fellow veterans helped him get back on track. Now, he gets to pay that support forward as a veteran care coordinator. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential, 24-7. Asking for help is hard. Call me. I've been there. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sun and clouds for a good portion of the day today with highs climbing into the mid-90s. But evening thunderstorms are expected, especially east of I-75, closer to Highway 301. And damaging winds will be possible from the strongest storm cells. They'll linger through a few hours after sunset, then partly cloudy overnight. Lows in the mid-70s. Numerous storms expected tomorrow around lunchtime. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Dan Orlovsky with us now, guys. Right now, I can be Keyshawn on one-on-one, absolutely. Dan's not one-on-one. Out of your, I've seen Dan play. Dan is not bad, but Dan, I, can't, I can't put Dan over Keyshawn. Dan, you lost your mind. Hey, if we're playing to 11, I'm 100% beating Keyshawn. Only thing you're going to beat me in is swimming and golf. That's it. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Good show today. We've got about uh, a, little, a little less than half an hour left, so still plenty of time for your phone calls, questions, and comments. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Um, all right. Tomorrow, we have Rays baseball against Toronto. That will start at noon. So what we'll do tomorrow is we'll do sports scene at 11 a.m. All right? One hour. Actually, a little less than an hour because first pitch is at noon. But give you a chance at least to talk sports. So we'll do it at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Write it down. Put it on the calendar. Then we'll do our regular show on Thursday. No show on Friday. And then we're here for the duration. So that's what we have. And I hope that you will uh, participate tomorrow. Joseph emails, what great news if Sproke comes back. What a starting rotation Florida could have. You bet. You bet. And, I, you know, again, it's, a long, it's almost a year until the next MLB draft. But it's possible, possible, Florida could have three first-rounders. Sprout, if he comes back, and it looks like he's going to. Um, Waldrip, the kid from Southern Miss. And then uh, left fielder, Florida Gators. You know who I'm talking about, right? Who had a monster year last year. He's projected to be a possible first-rounder as well. So think of that. Think of that. Uh, Bill emails. He said, uh, "He said, Steve, I, I, for some reason I maybe missed it. You mentioned about um, Gators not being on very many of the SEC teams. Can you elaborate? Sure. Remember, this was at media days. And this was the media doing this. Take it for what it's worth, okay? On the first team offense, one Gator, Osiris Torrance, the transfer. On the second team offense, no Gators. On the third team offense, no Gators. So, again... One player out of 33 players chosen from Florida. Defensively, first team, nobody from Florida. Second team, Brenton Cox. Third team, Gravon Dexter, Ventrell Miller, Trey Dean. So the Gators have more defensively than they do offensively. And the Gators have no player making 
uh, first team, second team, or third team in the kicker, place kicker, etc. So that's what I was talking about. That's in part why Florida's picked to finish where it's picked to finish in the SEC, in the East. I do not agree that Florida is going to finish fourth. I do not. And if you look at the result of the points, Tennessee is over 200 points higher than Florida. And Florida is only 50 points higher than fifth place South Carolina. Yeah. In the West, it isn't even really close. Sam, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to, in our abbreviated show tomorrow, I'm going to ask this. I'm going to read you what the media picked. Okay? Bama, A&M, Arkansas, top three. I don't see A&M finishing second. You buy or sell that. I can buy that. I mean, they've got a question at the most important position on the field, quarterback position. Yes. They still haven't announced a starter. I mean, Haynes King looked good in very limited action last year. I mean, what, did he play a game and a half before Zach Calzada came in and played the rest of the season? But, yeah, I mean, the SEC West is just a bloodbath, Steve. I mean, LSU, you don't know what you're going to get out of them this year because it's the first year of Brian Kelly, but Jaden Daniels was once a highly touted quarterback prospect. Mississippi State bringing back the head ball coach's Heisman Trophy winner from last year, Will Rogers, and the air raid offense is now in the SEC. Ole Miss, I mean, they still got a quarterback competition with Luke Altmaier and Jackson Dart, but you can argue that no one dominated the portal more than Lane Kiffin this offseason. Yeah. So in Arkansas, they brought back maybe the best secondary in the country with Jalen Cattle on a future NFL first-round pick leading the back end. And their quarterback returns. Yeah. So it's really – it's kind of a crapshoot, I want to say, because – you don't know. Yes, A&M is the second most talented team, I'd argue, in that division. But coaching, matchups, it's all a factor. I mean, the fact that they're at a conference game is Florida that late in the season might not bode well for them. That might be it, – it's going to be a tough road for Jimbo Fisher and co. this year. Yeah. But once those recruits that he got this year start developing, look out. Yeah, no, that, that I agree with. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get your thoughts. I mean, it's interesting, too. Alabama is an overwhelming pick to win the SEC by the media. And Vanderbilt got a vote. Now, whoever voted for Vanderbilt should have the media credential torn to shreds. Vanderbilt got a vote. Yeah. All right. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Bobby has an email. It's an interesting question. He says, Steve, believe it or not, I'm going to ask you an MLB question. Oh, my. I'm, I'm sitting down. Um, does the Soto trade uh, make San Diego, San Diego the favorite in the West over the Dodgers? As my friend Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. Look, do I... Oh, by the way, before I answer that question, I did not know this. Sam had said something to me right at the beginning of the show. He said, hey, this is breaking news. The Dolphins, you know, lost his 2023 first-round pick. Um, One thing I did not know, Sam, is the league investigated 
this and did it for six months. And the reason they violated the anti-tampering policy was because of their talks with Tom Brady. I didn't know that. And they talked to Sean Payton's agent. And that was another reason for this. So interesting phenomenon there. Yeah, a little bit of context behind that. Bruce Beal, the owner in waiting for the Miami Dolphins, he was approved back in 2016 by all the NFL owners, is longtime friends with Tom Brady. It's been a rumor for a very long time that when Brady retires, he would be brought into the fold as a part of the ownership group. It was proved that the Dolphins had contacted Brady and Sean Payton this offseason. The Saints did not give the Dolphins permission. The Dolphins are not allowed to appeal the suspension. It is a very heavy sanction, a loss of a first-round pick this year, a loss of a third-round pick next year. It's big news in the NFL. It really is big news because Stephen Ross is also now suspended for the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. So now to answer the question, um, look, if – and here's the other thing too. Not only was Soto traded, but so was Josh Bell. So the Nats are just unloading. And that's those are two really good players um, that the Padres get. Um, ESPN is saying Soto's been informed he's being traded to the Padres. Um, now, Eric Hosmer is the current San Diego first baseman and sources have told ESPN the the return package includes a pitcher an outfielder a shortstop another outfielder a pitcher and possibly another player which could be Hosmer remember Soto turned down 15 years at 440 million dollars and Bell is hitting a career-high 301 with 14 homers. So this is, if you're in San Diego today, you've got to be loving life. Because for what they, the splash they made with Machado and things like that, if you look at where San Diego is now, they're okay, but they've had trouble hitting the baseball. And it's really showing because... They're 58 and 46, just six and four in their last 10 games. But they are in the wild card chase, no question. And they're 12 games behind the Dodgers, unlikely to catch them. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment. Let's get some calls to wrap it up. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. <laughs> Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Shaylee Klein. The Tampa Bay Rays face off against the Toronto Blue Jays in the first of a two-game series this evening. In the AL East, the Rays sit 15 games behind the Yankees, while the Blue Jays sit 13 games behind the Yankees. Florida pitcher Brandon Sprout has decided to not sign with the New York Mets after being drafted in the third round of this year's MLB draft. Sprout has not made an official announcement about returning to pitch for the Gators next season. Florida football season is gearing up with fall camp beginning tomorrow. 
the Gators will have 25 practices before they open their season against Utah on September 3rd. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shaley Klein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's happening now. International Diamond Center Spectacular Summer of Savings event. Giving you a break from inflation and rising interest rates. Now for a limited time, you get IDC's incredible value price. Plus, two years, zero interest financing. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, colored gemstones, Swiss timepieces, even GIA and Forever Mark diamonds. Buy now and spread your payments out with zero interest charges. How about a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings or anniversary band? Your payment is just $125 a month and will even cover your first two payments completely. Or how about some rollback pricing on wedding bands at IDC? Now through August, you can take 25% off any wedding band. That's price deflation. International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event. Your refuge from rising prices, special discounts, and two years zero interest financing. Now for a limited time, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. In 1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Okito America's new location on Newberry Road is opening in late August. The school year is back and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for all ages. 6900 Southwest Archer Road and coming late August to 7420 West Newberry Road. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before classes fill up. Our gator coverage is so strong, we make National Geographic look like a petting zoo. We are ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. All right, we are back for a final segment. We'll get John on the phone here. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. Um, I got two things. One, Fouts was probably the first, I, I was young, he was probably the first quarterback where I thought, man, that's a, that guy is great. 
I remember watching him. I'd, I'd play 27 holes at West End and, and eat lunch, and we'd watch him play, and he was he was just amazing. He was an amazing player. Um, what was he? I can remember when I was a kid. There was a game where the, didn't didn't Miami and them play, and Miami had a huge lead, and they came back and won, and that was the greatest comeback um, of all time for a long, long time. It was the the longest game, um, but I don't know what the comeback was specifically. Okay. Um, and my uh, second thing is, and I have no proof for this, but I feel like um, A&M's coach does less with more. I think if you looked at his recruiting classes through his history – versus how many wins he's had. I think he's a hell of a recruiter, but I don't think he gets the most out of his recruitment, his his recruits, if you know what I'm trying to say. I do, and and that's why I think that, look, it helped him to beat Alabama, and that, that's one thing, you know, A&M's fans, that's a measuring stick, I think, for them, as far as you know, where where are we? But otherwise, it was just a so-so year for them, and that's why I think maybe not this year, but certainly next year, John, because of all those recruits that he's got, you know, those top five-star recruits. You've got to start showing some result, and at least getting to Atlanta. Now, I understand, you know, beating. I mean, Alabama is an absolutely overwhelming favorite to win the SEC, even over Georgia. So, A&M's got a big hill to climb, I think. Yeah, and I agree. I think if he doesn't win the West by next year, it's going to be super hot under his seat. Yeah, now if he goes 10-2 and and doesn't win the West because Alabama is there, you know, okay, but you better win. You better win a lot of games if you don't win the West. Put it that way. Yeah, and then and then you've te- you have Texas in now stealing your recruits. I don't know. It's gonna get. I don't think it's gonna get easier. I think he better win it soon. Yeah, I mean, look, Texas is gonna get their share anyway, but now Texas can say be part of the SEC, and that was yep. the thing that A and M. I believe, I mean, look, Texas has always recruited well, but A&M could say you're going to play in the best conference in the country. Well, Texas can say that now, too. Yeah, I know. I, I'm with you. It's going to be a big, I think it's going to make an impact on their recruiting. Thanks, Steve. Okay, Take care, thank you, John. Appreciate your call. Um, tomorrow, I, I don't want to spoil this, CBS comes out with its preseason 131 team college football ranking. And tomorrow, I don't want you to look. I want you to tell me where you think Florida's ranked. But I will tell you this. Since the last time they did the poll, Florida was one of its biggest movers in an upward scale. So, and I will tell you this, their preseason top four 
is in this order. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Utah. Utah. That's Florida's first opponent. So, I mean, look, Utah is going to be in the top 10, I think, of every poll. And for good reason. They were good last year. The kid that they inserted at quarterback is back. You know, good good running game. But it's still, and that's I said this at the top of the program, go back and listen to Kyle Whittingham at Pac-12 Media Days when he talked about the importance of beating Florida, not only for Utah, but for the league. It's a big game. I mean, it's it's big for Florida. It's at home. It's Napier's first game. It's a chance to knock off a top 10 team. I get all that. But for Utah, it's big too. Because Florida's not going to be in the top 10, obviously. But you're still going to beat an SEC team and what their perception is of the SEC. That is going to be, a, that's a big deal for a program like Utah. Um, Okay, Joseph emails. He said, Steve, where do you think the biggest improvement for Gator football is going to be? Oh, boy. I would hope defensively. Look, Florida offensively wasn't bad last year, right? But, you know, defensively, you just want to – Line up right. Know your assignment. Know what you're going to do. That, to me, I think is the biggest area where they can make the biggest improvement. Where do you believe that? All right, we've got a couple of more emails. And don't forget, tomorrow we'll be on at 11 o'clock. Give you a chance. I wasn't going to do a show tomorrow, but what the heck. We'll just do one hour uh, at 11 a.m. So reset the radio set your alarm so we can talk sports tomorrow for an hour, then raise baseball at 12 o'clock. They'll play Toronto. You can hear the game tonight, by the way, uh, beginning at 6.30. Uh, and you can hear the Hall of Fame game, too. Uh, that'll be the Raiders and the Jags. That'll be 7.30 um, on Thursday. And then the Rays begin a series with the Tigers. Uh, we'll have all games on the weekend for you, plus which is going to take on much more interest now. Guess who the Padres play this weekend? The Dodgers. So that will be interesting. We'll have that game for you uh, on Sunday night right here. Last two emails, and then we're going to call it a day. Uh, Let's see here. Jack, uh, interesting email. He says, Steve, if the Gators go... Less than seven and five, or seven and five, or six and six. Does that put more pressure on Napier next year? No, I don't think so. Look, I think the vast majority of Gator fans understand there are holes on this roster. I think a lot of Gator fans understand the league from top to bottom now is much better. Do I think South Carolina and Missouri both beat Florida this year? No, I don't. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I don't think they're going to. I, I keep saying this. There's games on the schedule that, to me, are key for the success of the season. It isn't Utah for me. It's Kentucky for me. Kentucky is here. It's a chance to beat a team that many think should be, will be ranked ahead of Florida. And it's a chance for them to get a win, a league win to start the season. Larry says the biggest improvement for the Gators is the coaching staff. Okay. I, I see that. Certainly understand that. Final email. William. He says, uh, there's a long email here, William. Uh, the drift of it is, it's a baseball email. Um, he said, Steve, you mentioned about the Gators maybe having three first-rounders next, next year. How big is it for Sully to get past the first round of a regional? I mean, is he going to lose his job if he doesn't? No. But, I mean, if you take sentiment out of it and don't worry about how long a coach has been here, it's like Mike White, right? If you make the NCAA tournament and don't advance very far, there's going to be some fans upset. Next year, if Gator Baseball makes a regional and gets bounced in the regional, there's going to be a segment of the fan base that thinks that's not good enough. That's just how this world operates. Our thanks today to Ashlyn Sullivan, in-house reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, for being on with us talking about the Jags and their Hall of Fame game coming up on Thursday. Thanks to Sam for producing today. We'll talk to you tomorrow again at 11 a.m. for a special sports scene tomorrow before Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. See you tomorrow. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WRUF.